Kurhi tattoo across the knuckles, dot, dot, dot. This is a story about a midlife crisis. Let's go. Yeah. That's a real story, folks. Right there for you. Welcome to the, uh, <laughs> welcome to the White Rabbit Podcast. I am your host, Ruin Actual. Coming to you live from the corner of my apartment. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get this thing going. I got the tea today. Let's do it. Oh man, it's a little warm. I watched the documentary uh, that Dr. Kellner had told me to watch. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called One Child Nation. It's about the one child policy uh, that occurred uh, roughly in the 80s um, in China and about their population. We're gonna talk about that. Not today, but we're going to talk about it. That's that man. Whew, really hit the heartstrings. But let me get my shout out right quick. Big shout out to um, my father's house. They got service every single Sunday, 1100 hours. You make your way down there at the Heidelberg Chapel. Also, we have the Summit House by Cadence with. Chris and Melissa Stevenson. They have a great uh, single um, military events that, that go down. They, had, they just had a men's group that went down to Nuremberg, I think it was. Uh, they had a great time. So reach out to them. Uh, please reach out for information. If you want to reach out to me for info, for prayer requests, for whatever, let's just chit chat. You can find me at Chase Him Podcast at gmail.com hit me up and we'll get right into it today we're going to conclude the the conversation that I had with Dr. K um, I hope you guys liked the last episode uh, that I don't know where he was going with that joke but man did he nail it he nailed it I laughed for hours um, ending this that episode was so hilarious. But yeah, let's get right into it with some prayer. Father, we come to you in thanks and the greatest appreciation for your love and mercy. Keep us close and eyes fixed upon you. Lead us so that way we may lead others in your ways, God. May our hearts be softened by the Holy Spirit and our minds made resolute in the teachings of the gospel. Transform us from the most center point of our bodies down to the atomic level, all the way out and into the next brother and sister. God, strengthen us mentally and physically to be able to do what is right by you. Enable us to restore others as we were restored and continue in our own restoration. Thank you for your leadership, Father. We pray this in your name. Amen. Without further ado, the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, you, you talk about your schedule. I like the, the skills you learn in the military, you can really apply it to your education. And uh, Absolutely. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And even if you're not just talking about like, like, hey, this is my job. Right. So 
a lot of the questions they're asking is they're talking about biblical leadership. They're talking about having integrity, biblical integrity, and then the leadership aspect. Well, I mean, not, and I hate to fall back to to my army times or training or experiences, but it's all I know. So I'm going to keep defaulting to that. And this class is pretty cool when talking about leadership and defining leadership. And a lot of this, like a lot of the paradigms that, that, that they have in college for biblical leadership are also the same exact ones. And a lot of them are in the leadership acronym in the army um, for the, for, for like, for the NCO side of the house. Mm. And it's, it's pretty cool. And so like one of them was talking about shepherd leadership and, you know, like uh, there's this theory, you know, we're pretty much, you are a servant leader. If I serve my troops well, if I serve my squad well, if I serve my guys well, they will in return serve me well, right? Mm-hmm. And then like you're, 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 you're focusing more on an empowering and equipping phase of leadership so that mm-hmm. they can seek that maximum autonomy to go forth and, you know, they can practice their leadership styles and you develop junior leadership and bring them up to the fold. I think it's pretty cool. And, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I use my experiences a lot when it comes back to discussion questions. So I'll never run dry of like things to talk about. I need to bang out 150 words per mm-hmm. post. Cool. I, I got, I got a thousand of those. I can just, Oh yeah, this, and then make it applicable, tie it all up into a bow and send. So this is why I, I enjoy this class specifically now than opposing the other stuff that they're giving me time to focus on the things that I want to do in this internship kind of really get out there because writing sermons is, you know, it, it's probably one of my biggest setbacks right now in terms of like the whole area is homiletics is what I'm, you know, so I'm trying to get my, my feet constantly wet and try to write and write and write and create, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is, but I'm very thankful. I'm very blessed to be in a, in, in a position to have, uh, Decided to go to the military and then be awarded a GI Bill. My family, my kids can get benefits from me serving in the military mm-hmm. and they can grow and prosper. And then so, you know, just having them do things and be rewarded for their hard work is mm-hmm. the ethics that I would love to teach my kids is to, hey, you work hard and this is the fruit of your reward. And it's biblical, you know, just mm-hmm. hardworking, keeping toiling your own soil, being a person of character, being a person of integrity. And it just it just pays off. And I think that and I agree with you. Um, it's uncalled for. It's really uncalled for. And it's just it kind of leads back to a point in time to where, you know, it's just it, it kind of just. Remember when it, when it first came out, like like the whole concept of like, oh, give your kids a everyone gets a, gets a participation ribbon. Yeah, that whole theme, that that, yeah. that that whole thing they want to take away. That this is like this feels a lot like that. Like you cannot be held account. Like don't worry about being held accountable what you for talking? your actions. 10, I'm talking about yeah the the. The, yeah. the the ten and, and even the twenty, I just feel like I feel like it doesn't point to anything fruitful. You're mm-hmm. being rewarded now. Don't get me wrong. What you said earlier about the 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 colleges, they're mm-hmm. cutthroat, man. They well, are cutthroat. I mean, 
I don't think the ten, given the ten thousand, solves the issues that are going on. No, it doesn't. If anything, it'll incentivize colleges to be worse, right? Because well, oh, there's just the government's going to pay for it. We'll just keep charging more money. I mean, that's kind of like the economics, economics one hundred and one. And we saw that when the federal government subsidized college loans, tuition went up. But um, some people. Some people will say, well, what's the difference between the GI Bill and then just the $10,000 forgiveness? And they'll say, well, this funding has been cut out as part of our contract. And right. like this has been set aside as, you know, a, a program that has shown to reap a lot of benefits because right. it gives people opportunity that didn't necessarily have it before. And now these people are being productive in society at a, at a higher level, but just forgiving 10,000, like, I mean, you, that's, you are, you've made a contract and now you don't like the contract. So now you're going to, we're, so the idea is to take the, the money from someone out. Like it's a totally, it, to me, it's totally different. And um, yeah, it's, I just don't agree with it. And people are like, oh, the rich people, like the 1% will pay for it. I'm like, no, when have they paid? When? When when have they paid their fair share? It hasn't happened. It won't happen. So it's going to come from us, the ordinary people. And it won't fix the problem. Right. And it's it's just silly. But uh, right. I guess well, I mean, even in like, well, I mean, even when we, when, when, when we were both in, and you had, you know, those soldiers that came through and you're trying to, you know, get to know them, like get to know your soldiers, get to know your your peers and colleagues or that. And you get to talk to some of these guys and, you know, they'll they'll tell you, hey, I'm only in for the college. Mm. Hey, hey, man, respect. Hey, respect. That shows that you have the willing to go get it. One, two, you're your decision maker. Right. Mm. Three, you're weighing consequences, you're your weighing choices. And, you know, for a fact that you can't get anything uh, coming into the military just going, doing what you want. So they, they are, they kind of realize what they're there for and mm -hmm. they're going to play the game to the best of their ability so they can depart with what they came in for, which I think that's a deal to me. Mm -hmm. That's a deal. Now, it, it, like, so I got into an argument with, with a buddy of mine about uh, college. We're talking about college specifically. He wrote the paper. So I was telling him that I, I know a friend who wrote a paper. It's a black NCO. I'm not sure if she's still in or not, but she's, she's talking about her whole paper that she wrote. And she was saying that <clears throat> she said that the Latin community and the Asian community have a higher success rate for kids graduating from college because they, they, they culturally retain the kids even after high school, right? Very, it's still home-orientated. Uh, if you look at more of like white communities, black communities, hey, you're 18, goodbye, you're out of here. Mm. So what she was saying that it's not because of you know the 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 race, black, white, whatever. It's just the fact that it, it's a cultural thing that they retain their children, but they're still like there's so so her hardest thing for her to cope with that. I mean, granted, she believed in it. She believed in it. She was like. How do I have my 19-year-old daughter, who's now in college, go to school and get these degrees, you know, be a participant, being a young adult, 
I still have mother eyes. She has young adult eyes on, and there's just there's just that that friction. Mm-hmm. So what she came up with, the idea she came up with, so her and her husband are both military. They bought a house, got some land. They put a tiny house on the property. That was their mm-hmm. daughter's like apartment. That and they weren't that too far off from the college. And they gifted her a car when she was 16. So she still had the car from three, four years ago that she's mm-hmm. using to go back to school. Yeah. They have her on their property. So she's safe. She's tied into their power. The girl works a job in the summertime. So it's everything, all of that. And it kept her home. It kept her focused on school. She had to worry about, you know, paying bills. Well, she, she paid bills, but nothing too crazy because they're at their parents' house. And mm-hmm. then when they, and then when she graduated from college, they then gifted her the tiny house. Mm, that's nice. And so then she was like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it here. And so then they just, you know, that that's her. Remember, they, she, she comes back. Sometimes when they have guests, they'll put them in there. But mm-hmm. long story short, I thought that was a very profound idea. I want to try to exercise some type of, you know, method of that. Uh, mm-hmm. with with my own kids and my buddy thought that it was just it was selfish and that he's like you're giving your kid a participation medal he said that you're giving your kid uh, the ability to make mistakes you're sure going to be there he was like i think we should just, you should just you know give them all the training that, that they're going to need while they're still you know high school da, 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 and then you force them to make the decision but you're still there with them as a parent he think that it, it's 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 more of a um it's not conducive. It's not conducive to the full development of a young adult. Retain them in the household. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think you can go either way. I mean, I don't have kids. I think like the the tiny house idea is a pretty good idea. You still have some independence, you know. But I mean, my big thing is don't dorm on the college campuses. I feel like. So either either if you're living in an apartment or you're living like in the tiny house, those are fine. My biggest thing is don't dorm because that that doubles the cost of college. Number one, number two, you you the the what I notice students that dorm they learn a a lot of really bad behaviors over the four and years. And that's what I was that's what I was talking about. I was harping so that, on that specific point right there. It's just right. like you're you're making super grown-up decisions right then and there yeah so if you want to like if you want to live in a tiny house fine or if you just want to get like have some roommates off campus and like whatever yeah a room down that's fine and it'll be way cheaper you'll learn some good skills and you won't be you know you're not you're not gonna have to unlearn four years of bad behaviors that just will not fly at other any other place of work like almost anywhere, almost anywhere. Obviously there's exceptions, but like what I say, why the dorms are so bad is, you know, you can like, what kids would do is they'd sleep in to like five minutes before class. They would roll out of bed, show up at class. Like, it's just, that's just not conducive to, you know, a, being a professional person in, in a, in a place of work and in, in whatever field you want to go into, you just, you, it's just not good behavior to be able to roll out of bed looking sloppy and then show up half asleep. You're not going to perform well at whatever you want to do. 
I mean, obviously, there's so, exce- obviously there's exceptions, but it's it's bad behavior. And these, you know, you do that for four years. That's how that's a hard habit to break. You know, that's a lot. That's and a lot. that on top of that, there's just like all the it's, they're constantly partying, the the drugs and alcohol. It's all right there. You know, it's it's hard to get away from. It's hard to study in those places. You know, I just. I, uh, they really sell the convenience and this, the idea of the, I'm doing the quote air quotation mark, the college experience. And really like when you break down, well, what is the college experience that these universities have been selling for years? It's like this four years of not being accountable, right? For yourself. And just this four years of behavior that is not tolerated in any other place in society professional setting professional setting family setting uh yeah no you're right like in any other age group with friends like people aren't going to tolerate you just like drink like outside of college people are not going to tolerate you drinking and partying all the time so i i don't have time i don't have time for this so this 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 whole idea of college experience it's it's just this once again this just big this advertisement campaign for the colleges to get young kids to get into it because it sounds really fun, right? But it doesn't really provide them with good skills, you know? It's if anything, so, it's, it's detrimental. So that's my question. Then, so I was roughly bringing not all of those talking points up, but I I brought up a couple of them, mm-hmm. um, very similar to that. And so what he countered with, with that, and one could easily counter with that was then you, the parent, have failed in the upbringing of the children. They're supposed to be ready. And so mm-hmm. then I, I was just like, that's, that's kind of not fair. Like, when's the cutoff for preparing your, your, your kids? Like, I'm trying to provide a very fatherly experience. Granted, you know, I shouldn't have to have that talk with my kids about Peer, peer pressure to drink or peer pressure, to, you know, f- to have sex or peer pressure for, you know, any type of substances like, hey, say one of the kids is not, you know, focusing enough and someone's like, hey, here's some Adderall, you know, it'll help mm-hmm. you, da, da, da. and then he's trying to, you know, you know, Max or Gabby's trying to make it happen and they just want it, you know, to be successful. So then they're, you know, taking Addies all day long to stay focused in school. I don't have enough in my Arsenal to be like, all right, cool. At this point in time in the in their age, I should be just having a discussion about you know this substance, this that, and third. Like I, I can't cover all of it, dude. I'm only I'm only a parent. I'm only a flawed human being. So you telling me that if my kid makes a mistake in college, uh, is a reflection on the parent, on a trying parent, because they didn't cover that aspect. And so I was so what I was saying was. If you can shield them away from more of that behavior, what you said before, all those peer pressures, all those nasty habits that, that they're going to pick up already within those dorms, you can mm-hmm. mitigate all of that nonsense. You can mitigate all that nonsense by just doing your own thing as you have the beaten path. Mm-hmm. You're still, I mean, like, I'll have to look more into that. I really do. But I, I really do believe if if you have the financial stability, if you have the financial luxury of retaining your kid, if you have the mental um, fortitude, you have the patience, you have more of the mercy to, to 
not again, not to say keep your kid in the house, in the basement, in the garage, because that's, you know, they're not learning anything, but mm-hmm. outside of the house, an apartment you help them find, or you did something to where like you work something out to where you, you, you had a deal that, that, but that kid's still paying rent. They're still taking care of food. They're still taking care of all of their things. They're just nearby and not in the full madness of chaos mm-hmm. of academia. I can't speak to that. You can. I was never there. I'm an yeah. only online, like my bachelor's degree, 100% online. My master's degree, 100% online. So I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. You know, you can't shield anyone from anything, right? And that's the, um, that's why teaching accountability, individual responsibility, that's a dirty word now in academia is, I think so important, <laughs> you know, because, um, well, like you're right, you can't, you can't shield, you know, your kids or, um, loved ones from, from everything. But I think really harping on those two qualities, those two skill sets, that's, that's, that's the best way. And then, you know, some t- people do fail and that, and if you just teach to ex- accept that, that failure and to, you know, work hard and try to overcome that. That's, that's also the best way people make mistakes. You know, I've messed up in classes and then had to work hard and get a better grade and, you know, keep on going. But, um, I think, well, once again, I'm just seeing it myself, like the, with the, the classic college experience of living on the dorms living on the campuses it it does not seem to be conducive to the two those two you know two things i just mentioned the individual responsibility and the accountability you know know, what i you see like i said the living the partying you know just being able to show up to classes whenever you want having 24 7 access to like really unhealthy food also not good for you um it there's just a lot of really bad habits you can form during that time if you don't have a good base of you know of um integrity integrity yes that's the word I'm looking for. Because it starts, it starts and, in the and beginning, you can't bro. Like, these kids because they're they're kids. They just graduated high school. It's the first time, uh, you know, out of their parents' house, and you, you can't blame them. But um, I feel like that's a big reason why the there's so many people that you know have degrees, have all this debt, and you know don't have a good job and they're asking for this $10,000 forgiveness is they were taught a lot of bad habits in college. You know, they were kids. They didn't, they didn't do their homework. They didn't look into the, if their degree is going to be able to like what their chances are to get them a job. And, you know, they were, they were sold a, so a bale of bad goods, right? As that's what it was by these colleges who are, make, are making money hands over fist, hand over fist. And so as a doctor, are are you held responsible to anybody within like, you know, your 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 scope? What do you mean? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just because I again I know nothing about the inner workings of that world, that realm. 
So you're held responsible to to whom? I mean, the if I'm parties. Like your work, you as the doctor, like who, who do? Well, really, the, the hospital. Like I have to get everything done, otherwise, right? The hospital. Is so the hospital come down on me, but the, that I don't really care. Like I, that's what I'm supposed to do, but ultimately, I am accountable for the patient I am treating, and like that's why I want to get everything done so they're get the best care that they can possibly get right like the hospital can right. come down on me if i if you know if i don't get a note done on time or if i don't put uh if i forget to put in the um, like a, a, a diagnosis that i treated but just didn't document like they're gonna say you need to put this in. right but like ultimately right. i what they're doing is more like the people that come down on me, it's more from an administrative, uh, in, in an administrative capacity. Like, but ultimately, right. I'm accountable for like the the health of that person, which is what I care about. And they're right. kind of more billing and and stuff like that. And that that's a whole other topic about the the money business of medicine. So with your whole responsibility portion, right? You. you you have a self-responsibility to take care of a patient. You have a mm-hmm. Hippocratic oath to take care of a patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, a part of that whole process is you taking care of yourself as well to be the best doctor you can be in order to perform and serve your patients the best possible way and give them all you know accurate, most effective research and mm-hmm. treatment that they can they, that you can have. So you have that alone. Then you're held responsible to do your job to 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 be who you are by other peers, uh, superiors. Uh, bodies of, uh, for lack of a better term, governments within the hospital to do your job. Mm-hmm. On the spiritual aspect world of that, you have a pastor, a senior pastor looks over him. You have a group, right? You have some elders who are surrounding that one person. You have a wise council of people who are advising you, giving you the best you know, method of how to move forward. So, so there's no pastors out there just running around maneuvering willy-nilly. In the military, you have NCOs or platoon leaders or whatever you got right? They're held accountable to themselves. I need to be fit. I need to be healthy. I need to have this knowledge base in my skill set for my MOS. I need to be able to be here on time. I need to be able to have the right uniform, the right, you know, all of the stuff that it, it, it takes to be an effective soldier or a leader or whatever the case that may be. So in every type of like aspect, I just named the three, one medical, one's military, one's, one's ministry, right? And all those three things, there are commonalities Mm. for success on Mm. the individual. So Mm. why would we not hold kids accountable, give them wise counsel, have something where you can kind of advise them and direct them as opposed to just saying, okay, you're 18. Let's just go while I wait and see what you become. I, I, we, we have integrity levels that start at the Mm. bottom and they trickle outward. They, they permeate outward on all levels. So mm-hmm. why will we not hold our kids to the same standards? It's, exactly. it's, it's already reflective in mm-hmm. the real world. So mm-hmm. I think that some type of forgiveness, some like uh, of this nature kind of goes against the grain of like the teachings of, of just being a real uh, decent person. This mm-hmm. goes, this surpasses, you know, hey, you know, that, 
Of course, that's what good Christianity looks like. But that's good anything attached, good businessman, good doctor, good soldier, good lawyer, like all of those things happen. Good student, good child, good parent. It's no different. Mm, yeah. No, Sorry about that. No, no, that's a great comparison too. And I, I, I forgot to mention because I am a resident. There's a, I'm directly accountable to like the scene, like the senior physician too, just like the senior pastor. Just got right. to clarify that too. But yeah, like very similar. And um, yeah, no, I like like, like a, in almost every other aspect. In almost every, any other place in society, but college, you have these varying levels of accountability and this emphasis on integrity and responsibility. And you know, if and if you have a bad bad outcome, there's there's no one, you know, there to come rush in and, and save you. You're just the reality is, you know, you 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 go and make a mistake on your own. That's that's your mistake. Obviously, you can ask for help, but like no one's obligated to should be forced to help you for your mistake. Hence, individual responsibility, which is why this is uh, <laughs> just, just a, a hot button for me. And a lot of people, a lot of people are not fans of this. So, so before we wrap up, because we got to get going pretty soon. If you could take one military class and give to your kid or put your your future kid through it, aside from aerosol, what school would you send your kid through? <laughs> I know aerosol is at like the top of your list. The top tippy You're top of your list. Here. You want to? Yeah, yeah. Just send your kid to aerosol school. Whatever. We can go through the things. What would you send them through? I I, I took okay. a step back and thought about it. And if 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 I had a chance to send my my kids at, at a high school level, I would send them through Battle Staff, like a modified version of Battle Staff, so mm-hmm. that that can so that they can learn all of the decision making processes. That's all like the strategic, the logistical stuff, right? Of of them planning an operation, but you're, but you can apply that to almost anything in life. Hey, I'm going to go here or I want to go and do this. Let me go ahead and do some, some one thirds, two thirds, you know, planning MDMP and just get it out out of the way. So that way, when you actually go on the adventure, it's almost, it's almost error free. And I'm not saying create annexes and addendums to go to Disney world, but mm. if you, if you put enough effort into it, then you you're good to go. Like my wife never been to she'd never been to ops, but I'm pretty sure if she went to operations, she would crush it because she's the one who does all that anyway. Mm. Super intelligent. But that's what I recommend. Battle staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Max is like send me to sniper school. Oh yeah. Max was told me he he told me he wanted to be a Halo door gunner. I was like, buddy, they 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 got real jobs for that. You, you, you keep playing around. You gotta get what you ask for. Um yeah, Halo Door Gunner, that's they, they don't do well in the video games usually. Hey, he won. 
we were we were in we were in Long Beach. We were in Long Beach, Oregon, and they had that Halo game out there, and we're you know on the boardwalk walking around. Great town, man. That's a great one day, two day adventure tops. You can go see all the weird stuff, ride some cool rides, hit the little miniature arcade. It's got that 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 old school eighties, nineties feel to it. Kind of nostalgic. Yeah. You can go in there and play some games. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a great time. But he was in there playing Halo and I could tell like he was locked in. So I just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and take out ten dollars, put it in the put it in the coin machine, and like ten worth of coins right there stacked up. But hey, it's right here, just take it, put it in there. And he played the whole game and was like, Yeah, I wanna be a Halo Dorgo. And I was like, buddy, you gotta experience life more because just two weeks ago, you you wanted to be Naruto, so hmm. you got to yeah. figure it out. You got to figure it out. Figure it out, but yeah, but they always yeah, figure yeah. it out. Just have just, you know, just uh, maybe not the whole basic training, but uh, I don't know. I ooh, like ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, not all of it. Yeah, just just the applicable stuff. Yeah. Like you can, you can army, army basic or marine corps basic i i mean i don't know about marine. i think army is good for like the general population not gen pop not, not everyone needs to get the full <laughs> like shark attack experience but you know just a little you get a little heat i don't know maybe not like a i didn't hmm, like a turn down Fort Benning basic maybe would be good. More emphasis on like obstacle courses and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Attention yeah. to detail can. Yeah, I don't need young Kellner disassembling, reassembling, and an M4 at the yeah, age of sixteen. Got out some of the yeah. weapons. Yeah, uh, a uh, course they can take later on if they're interested. Yeah, well, just the the, the esprit yeah. de corps. You know, the camaraderie, yeah. trying hard, yeah. planning, stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. That's a good one. Hey, listen. Hey, hey. Thanks, man. That was a great. That was a great discussion. Great topic. If anyone wants to add in what they've got about this, because I know, I realize that I know nothing about this, and um, I want to have everyone get in on that. Um, so go ahead, chase him podcast at gmail.com that is chase as in chase bank him h-i-m podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com also that's also our prayer request hotline send all them prayer requests in there to me and we're going to pray about it on the next episode uh if you have any feedback about this i'm dying to hear what you guys think about it and we're specifically talking about uh sending kids to uh college <clears throat> and kind of retain and keep them nearby. My my uh, plan was to try to you know do what my friend did, put a tiny house in the property. If we can afford something like that, and have them go to school from back there. They're you know they're there, whatever, do the thing, or some kind of apartment nearby that we could kind of help out with, or something, something of that magnitude, but without the full exposure of of of, of the academia world. What do you think? Do you think they should just be flying high and, hey, I taught you everything you need to know? Good luck? Or is there, you know, some some gray area? And I understand the whole part of, you know, wanting to keep your kid from harm and kind of doing that. What do they call that? Those parents, those, those parents who hover. Helicopter. 
Okay. Yeah, helicopter. Yeah, helicopter parents. Yeah, I'm not saying build a helicopter parent, but I'm 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 saying taking more ownership, taking more accountability for yourself as a parent, and then yourself as an individual. You're the head of your household. What do you think? Let me know, Doctor Kellner. What do you got for us before we wrap up? Uh yeah, just uh, you know. Stay healthy. Don't get sick. That's my whole yeah, thing. Stay healthy. You get you, know, you got one body. Take care of it. Like like from our other podcast, rather. Don't uh don't try to cut out the middlemen. Try to just get get your food from the farmers. The fresh stuff. Don't let them uh, put poison in your body. Straight Don't off the it. boat, cocaine. <laughs> Not that, cut yeah. out the middlemen. Just go just go straight to Pablo. <laughs> The, the, the nice pile. Not yeah. into <laughs> that was a joke. Sorry about yeah. that. All right, guys. Hey, yeah. thanks for stopping by. Yeah. yeah well, hey, thanks, try, man. I'll try to get uh, Johnny Depp on one of these times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see if we'll take some comments. Yeah. From well, Mr. Um, Depp. That's an IOU to the listeners. Yeah. So that's a definitely IOU. Yep. 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 Johnny we'll Depp try on. to get him on a three way. Yeah. That would be so legit. Oh, man. I don't know what I would do. But all right. Hey, guys. Thanks for swinging by for the third time. I'm going to say that again. I want you to encourage you guys to encourage each other. Uh, I want to encourage you to stay active, stay fit, stay alert, stay aware. And as always, stay sharp and wolf-like. Chase the rabbits. See ya. And that's another one. That's another one down. Oh, man. Hope you guys are enjoying these. What I was trying to do was uh, I wanted to crank out an episode like twice a week. But then I saw how impossible that was with me in, in school and college and stuff like that. Plus, in with the kids and, you know, Ray's just, she's always at work. So you got to understand that. But I was pushing for like a Thursday. Sorry, I was pushing for more of like a Thursday and then it just, you know, you know, just me being lazy. Uh, so I pushed to try to do this more on a Friday and uh, I think that kind of flows for me better. So I want to drop at least one episode every Friday. Do me a favor, like, share, subscribe. Let's grow this thing. Um, five star rating. If you can do that for me, much appreciated. Let's try to expand this thing. Let me go right into some prayer and we can get out of here, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you, God, for all of the many blessings you provided. Thank you for the lessons that you continuously teach us. Lord, we thank you for the relationships you have with us. We thank you for the relationships we have with others. God, I'm asking you to provide that same relationship with others that are seeking you. Bring them into your arms and provide a friendship they have never experienced, Father. Provide them with shelter and a, a safe place to drink. Remind them, God, that they are valued and wanted, needed and cherished, and welcomed. Welcomed into the kingdom through the citizenship of your son. 
We love you, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. All right, guys. Till next time. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Chase the rabbit. <laughs>